Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in, everyone, to a new episode of Who's Together podcast. We're doing things a little different this week. As you can see, Quinn is not here, but we have a special guest, Coach Mox, the newest sixth head coach of Virginia's women's basketball program. Um, I'm so happy to have you on our podcast. So happy to finally get to talk to you a little bit um, and, and, you know, share and talk more about this program that I got to grow up in um, and that you now will be leading. So, so how are you doing, Coach Mox? How have you settled in? in Charlottesville so far? Charlottesville has been great. Um, you know, I couldn't have asked for a warmer welcome, welcoming. They've Everybody here is so excited about women's basketball and just excited about, you know, myself and my family. So it's been an awesome transition for me. Yeah, and when you were announced or when it was announced that you would be the newest head coach, you you received immediate love, I would say, from the UVA alum family. You know, Don Staley, Debbie Ryan reached out. Um, you know, even even uh, Tammy Reese over in Rhode Island, Michigan State head coach reached out as well um, on social media. How have you been uh, welcomed in the college women's basketball space? Obviously, you are a new head coach, um, you know, during the pandemic year, I would say. Um, so how have you been welcomed so far? Not only from, you know, whether it be alums, but, you know, even coaches you have coached against. Yeah, I mean, I think I think everybody's kind of welcomed me. I've obviously been doing this for 17 years now. And, um, you know, this is my fourth year being a head coach. So it's not super new. But at the same time, I've met a lot of people, um, have a lot of colleagues, you know, people that, you know, we lean on each other for different things. And I think, you know, a lot of people have a lot of respect for me, just like I have a lot of respect for a lot of coaches. So um, I don't you know, everybody was excited for me, uh, for myself and my family to get this job and to be able to you know, be doing this in my hometown state is is great. So I've had nothing but support. And, you know, I think people are definitely wishing us well. Yeah. So Herndon, Herndon, Virginia, correct? Is that how you Herndon, Herndon yes. Herndon, Virginia um, is where you are a native of and first African-American female head coach at Missouri State, where you uh, came from and second at the University of Virginia. So I'm curious on how you, uh, your identity is a part of what you do on a daily, obviously with a, a team, predominantly uh, black women, how you are, you know, advocating for your, your players, not only here, but in your previous spaces as well. Um, to just, you know, allow them to understand, you know, things happen in this world, um, but you can be a center and a space for them to be um, themselves unapologetically. How do you navigate that space, I'd say? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I try to do, um, you know, is just empower, you know, empower, empower the next generation, obviously male and female, but, you know, just pertaining to female, especially African-American female. I think, you know, everybody says it a lot, representation matters. So, um, just being a role model and a mentor for them is a big reason why I coach anyway. Um, but, you know, at Missouri State, when I was there, obviously, like you said, first ever African-American female head coach at any sport um, in the in the history of the pro- of the school. That was a lot of obviously responsibility. People ask me, was it pressure? How did I feel? 
never felt like it was pressure. I just felt like it was an opportunity. Um, that's a very conservative area. And, you know, with the um, social and racial injustices that we, we've been facing, period, but then also just it reaching a height during the George Floyd and all that during the pandemic, um, I thought it was important to just get out into the community a little bit more and just open some closed eyes and help bridge the gap. Um, and so that's what I did. And that's what we did as a program there. And I just want to continue that work here. So we have some players on our team that's very passionate with, uh, I'm passionate about getting out in the community and, you know, promoting unity and equality and things like that. And, and helping people understand that, you know, African-Americans matter just as much as anybody else. And, you know, I definitely want them to continue to use their voice and, and be, you know, a light to our community. And then that can be a light to the next community in the state, you know, the country and just continue to move that way. But, you know, eventually I want people to see me as just a coach, just a mother, just a wife, um, rather than the first African-American female coach or the first African to do this or whatever it is. Yes. I'm always going to represent for, you know, women of color, people of color, Definitely. I'm very prideful in that. But I do want us to get to a point with society in society that we just recognize people for their talents or just for their soul, for for their character, you know, things like that. So that's my goal. And I hope to just continue to empower our our student athletes and then just any student athlete or young person that I come and encounter with just to use their voice uh, to affect change positively. Totally. And, and you come from a lot of success over at Missouri State and, you know, your previous schools at Missouri State. Um, for those who don't know, um, 74 and 15 record, 46 and 6 record in the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, two MVC Coach of the of the Year awards. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, looking at a school like the University of Virginia, what was the appeal? What was what were the things that got your 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 gears turning in your head about what you wanted to do? not only with the program, but at one of the number three public schools in the, in the country. Yeah. You know, well, being a Virginia native, my vision of UVA women's basketball um, was back when Don Staley was here, Debbie Ryan, obviously um, Wendy Palmer, Tammy Reese, all those great names, or even, even before that Val, you know, there's so many people that have come through and worn this Jersey and done great things here. This, program was in the forefront of the country, Final Fours, Elite Eights, things like that. So when I was growing up, that was my vision of it, obviously in academics, you know, academics was a huge thing. So this university has always been one that I thought was in the elite of the elites. So, you know, when I, when we did what we did at Missouri State, we were, or I was blessed with a lot of opportunities. And I don't take that for granted. I think that, you know, it was just, you know, God, I think he calls me to certain places like he called me to Missouri State. And so I just, I'm a God-fearing woman. I just prayed about each opportunity. And this was actually before UVA came, became, you know, available or open. And I just wasn't feeling those other ones. I was like, I don't think that's where I'm supposed to be. And then when UVA opened up and Carla called me, I mean, again, like I knew resources, facilities, history, things like that. It's in a, it's like in a recruiting hotbed. I knew I could be successful there, but Carla Williams, her her vision for the athletic department for the women's basketball program and just her leadership was one that I knew that I could thrive under. Um, and then, you know, just looking at some of the players on the team, there was some talent there. I knew I could recruit here. Um, and then being home was like the icing on the cake. You know, in my profession, you don't always get to, you know, do what you love in your home state, you know, and I'm pretty close to home. So having my family and my extended family just be able to come 
and watch me do what I love was really important in my son to grow up with all his cousins. So um, it was a, it was just a win-win all around for me. And, you know, I've been out in the Midwest for a long time, Missouri state, Michigan state, Indiana, just bouncing around. So to come home and do this was, was a blessing. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think people who aren't around Carla uh, really understand her essence, her presence, even when she may not necessarily be in the gym, her support, um, for her, for alums, whether they were there when she wasn't uh, yet there yet. But can you just talk about the support of a, uh, or maybe not the support, but can you talk about what it means to have the support from an athletic director? I'm not sure if you've been in other instances where you might not have had that exact experience, but um, for someone, again, that looks like you and, and in a space where there aren't many, um, how has that been during the transition more than anything? It's been great. You know, Carla is phenomenal. I mean, if you talk to her, you feel her presence right away. Um, she is just a strong, powerful woman, confident, walks with confidence, articulate, um, great leader, knows knows how to be successful, knows what greatness feels like and looks like. So having her um, at the helm has been awesome, you know, and also she played basketball. She coached basketball on the women's side. So she understands, you know, she's a hooper at heart. So yeah. um, that's really cool because I'll just, you know, we'll just text or talk about, you know, like we had a couple scrimmages and I'm talking to her about stats and things like that. And just being able to talk to her in that manner has been awesome. Um, obviously, women's basketball is in her heart. So she has a special place for that and just wants, you know, this program to get back to the heyday. So yeah, I have a lot of respect for her. Um, She's been nothing but supportive and she's been, you know, allocating resources and things that she can as much as she can to help us build this program back. So she wants to see what UVA women's basketball get back to where everybody knows it can it can go. And um, so do I. But I just you know, I can't say enough about her. I think she's a tremendous leader. Yeah. Love her. I love that lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about the squad a little bit now, um, you know, you looked at them, you, you, you have players that. You, you can build around that, that might have gotten you excited early on, right? Um, what ha has the avenue looked like for you to get them on, you know, the same page as you of what you want this program this year to look like and um, also learning them as individuals? How do you do that? Yeah, you know, obviously I'm competitive. I want to win. That's the only way I know how to do it, to be honest. Um, but the fundamental reason why I coach is the mentorship piece and a relationship building and watching these young people evolve and become, you know, successful women in success in society outside of basketball. So even if you want to go play pro and you want to do all that stuff, we can get you there. But I want to make sure that you can be an independent, successful person once you leave us. Um, so that with that being said, culture is the first thing that I had to do here is instill my culture, my philosophy, build relationships. And that is super important. Of course, we jumped in the gym and we worked out and you know, we started working on skills, but we started building relationships, you know, and I started really getting to know them individually, taking them out. You know, they come to my house, you know, just really investing in them and not even just them, my staff, everybody, because that's really who I am. And so um, that was the first thing I wanted to do. And they bought into the culture. They bought into my philosophy and all that stuff. Um, they started getting better on the court. So I was just really excited, you know, the first day I got here because I didn't really follow too much last year. But I knew, you know, UVA only won five games. So I thought, OK, there's probably not that much talent there. I've got to kind of rebuild everything, which I do have to rebuild. But um, when I got here and got into the.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. First workout, I was like, oh, we got something to work with. You know, I was really excited about the talent level and just how hungry and how hard they worked, you know, because a lot of times when you come into situations like this, yes, you have to change the mentality to like a winning mentality and you have to like set the standard and all that. But um, you have to get kids to work hard and give energy and effort. And they really bought into that from day one. So it's been really awesome, you know, coaching them because now we get to work on tactical things because they're just bringing the grind every day. Um, But that starts with culture, like I said, and just, um, I mean, I, I always believe that people say, oh, it's just tough love, tough love, you know, suck it up. I'm one of those people that reverses that. And I say love tough. So if you build like a genuine foundation of like love, respect, loyalty, a safe place, no judgment zone, things like that, where people genuinely feel like you have their back and they genuinely feel like their sisters have their back, then, yeah. then kids kids and people thrive in that atmosphere. And it makes adverse times that much easier to get through. So culture is culture wins, you know, and that's what that was the first thing I wanted to instill. Yeah. And and talking about the team some more here, is there a newcomer who might have surprised you in the first couple of weeks of, of, of practice, someone who has kind of taken a leap um, that you're excited about this season, seeing them be able to perform out on the floor exactly what they've been working so hard on during this offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, I could probably go through all 11 players. I okay. wouldn't even just – I think everybody has grown leaps and bounds – do we still have a lot to work on? Yes. It's still early. Um, even though the season's starting, you know, soon, we you're going to continue to grow and evolve throughout the year. Yeah. But I think everybody's stepping up, honestly. I think um, Kaden Lawson, she's she's been she's been phenomenal. Um, and she's just really accepted the role that we have her in, and she's grown a lot. Um, I think, you know, um, some of the newcomers, I guess you say, um, uh, Alexia Smith, I think she's been doing great. Um, she didn't really have a big role at Minnesota and she's come here and really thrived and how we're, we're getting her better and just positioning her to be successful. I think she's another one. Um, but everybody pretty much, I mean, you can go down the line here to Sam Brunell, to Carol Miller, to, you know, um, T- Tay, I mean, Taylor Valaday, Cameron Taylor. I mean, everybody there in London, all of them, they are really playing really good basketball right now. You know, I think we got to Like, again, we got to keep getting better, but Cam, uh, Cam is just she Cameron Taylor's that her story is just so empowering and and the way that she's bounced back and the type of basketball she's playing right now is pretty impressive um you know our first years they're doing well so I you know, again I'm proud of everybody I think yeah. we're working really hard and they bought into that piece of it and you know I just want us to continue to buy into that and just you know let the fruits of our labor uh you know carry us but yeah. I, I'm really just proud of everybody that's what's up and I have to imagine that you know, you brought your entire coaching staff, right? Or, or, or was it everyone from your old team? Yeah. So um, I imagine that they are in their ears as well with the same message. Um, they know your style uh, of coaching. They understand your vision, I'm sure. Um, and I'm curious just what went into the decision to bring everyone, bring the whole gang. Yeah. So I brought my three coaches and I brought my strength coach. Um, 
I, I think, you know, they're good young coaches. I think that they're great people. They truly are family to me. I've known them for years. Um, and I, and I think that they're, you know, good coaches, you know? So my thing is I need people that buy into my philosophy, my style of play, my culture and all that, and then can go defend it. And that's what they do. And I think that's really important. So, um, when players are talking to them, they're getting one message. They're getting a message as if they were talking to me. Um, and they're getting loved the same way as if they were talking to me. And it just kind of trickles down from there. So, um, it's just really important when you can have that kind of continuity and trust and loyalty, you know, there's, it's a no brainer for me. Yeah. And identity is something that I think, you know, UVA teams in the past have struggled with. And, you know, you are someone who has been known at Missouri State, be one of the best rebounding defensive teams in the country, flat out, not just in um, the Missouri Valley Conference. And so I'm curious to know what will this UVA program or this team this year, um, what will be their backbone? What will they be able to stand on night in and night out, despite if, if the ball's going through the hoop or not? Yeah. Um... I want it to be defensive, re defense and rebounding as well, uh, but we're working on it. We're yeah. working on it, getting there. Um, but that's that's what we talk about. That's what we spend a lot of time on defensive rebounding. To me, those are controllables. That's heart. That's effort. That's understanding the game plan. Um, so I hope that's what we display. Okay. But also, pick how fast we play, um, particularly offensively, make or miss. We want to push that ball, and so we want to play with a lot of pace and a lot of physicality on both sides of the ball. So. Um, give ourselves extra opportunities to to make baskets by rebounding and also by playing fast. So um, hopefully that's what we see, you know, yeah. transition game and defense and rebounding. Yeah. And last question here before we get into some rapid fire questions. Um, you talked a little bit about community and wanting to be a part of the community more when you were um, at Missouri State. And, you know, I'm I'm part of the Virginia fan, I guess, email chain and as well as the alumni chain. And so I see the messaging that you've been putting out there as well. Um, what have been some of those tactics that you've used at other places that you want to use uh, at the University of Virginia in regards to getting the fans to attend, getting the alumni to attend these games? Um, and just making it, you know, the family culture that you feel on campus, but not might not necessarily be able to feel when you're in other places of the country. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, um, being accessible is probably one of the best things. Um, I try to personally reach out to as many alums as I can. I try to do open practices, uh, Zooms. We've done a few of those. Uh, and then also bringing our players and our coaching staff into it so that, that everybody can kind of feel um, us feel our spirit, get to know us a little bit better. Cause I think that helps, you know, uh, bring people in because they feel like they know me, they know the players, they feel welcome, things like that. So I just think being accessible, um, and available as much as we can, but then also putting on open events where people can come and see what we've been working on and, and, um, you know, in person, face to face and have a little bit more, um, sense of, you know, what's going on here and just wanting to be a part of it, you know? Um, but then also we'll have promotional things that we do more incentives to help, you know, get fans and marketing is working on some of that stuff. And we're trying to show up different places, different events, um, get out in the community, speaking engagements, get our players out. Our players have been doing a great job in the community, touching schools, local schools and things like that. Children's hospitals, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. um, kind of do our part you know we want to be a part of this community we want this community to feel like they're a part of us and you know being accessible I think is the biggest thing so, so okay so rapid fire questions 
hopefully, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to know more about that. So I might, I might ask about a story or two, but um, rapid fire questions on and off day when it's just you and your family. I know you talked about being a family uh, a person. What, what's your favorite thing to do as a group, you and your family? Anything with my son, honestly, and my husband can't yeah. leave him out, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, today it's trick or treating. That's why I'm talking to you from home. Cause I ran home to, you know, get him all together. But honestly, we I, just if we take my son to the park, it, it's, a, it's a great day for me. OK. And and Faye, have you had a, the best meal, I guess, in Charlottesville? Oh, the best meal. What is that place called? A, um, Aberdeen Barn. I think it's called Aberdeen Barn. It's a steakhouse. Okay. Oh, OK. Yeah, right I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. Broke, broke college student. So I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. It's pricey now. It's yeah. Pricey. OK. Hold on. Let me give you another one that you might have gone to. Sedona. Oh, every time my parents were in town, we're going. There you go. <laughs> yes, behind <laughs> barracks. Yep. Um, let's see. The, your favorite thing to do with the team off the court? Um, play games. We do a lot of games, like you know the show Wild and Out. Mm. Have you heard? Yeah. Yeah. So we take some of the games and play games off of that, or we just take like minutes to win at games or anything like that. So just spending time playing games, I think it's really fun. Yeah. So what was the first uh, game that you've been able to attend outside of obviously basketball hasn't started yet, um, but other teams that you've gone and supported? Do you remember your first one? First one, volleyball. Okay. I think first one and football. Gotcha. Um, Actually, first one was right when I got hired the day before my press conference, Tony Bennett, men's basketball was in the WNIT last season. So uh... Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and have you gotten any gems from Tony Bennett? Because I know that he is, he's, he doesn't say much, but when he does, he usually does ha says, has something to say that you can hold on to. Yeah, no, we talk a lot. I've gotten a lot of gems from him. Um, you know, he's, he's just always encouraging keep doing what you're doing. He's seeing growth in our players. He sits in our practices sometimes. Um, but we talk a lot about X and O, especially defensive stuff. Um, so yeah, I yeah. got a lot of stuff from him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, and then in practice, what is your favorite must do drill uh, with the squad right now? Five on five transition. Um, now, that's my favorite. I don't know if that's their favorite, <laughs> but it's a transition drill where it's basically two possessions at a time. And so if we start on offense, we go offense, defense. So we're working on transition offense to transition defense and scoring out of our options. But the way that I do it is it's regular scoring. But then we, you get plus one for offensive rebounds. You get minus one for turnovers, minus one for uncontested shots, minus one for a whole slew of things. That so it's yeah. really hard. I play till ten. You know, first first team to ten, we're going against our scout team. Mm -hmm. But as you get so many minuses, it could take a while. So yeah. just to just throw in that draw, I love it. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Coach Mox. I, I'm, again, very happy to be able to speak with you. I'll be attending the January 12th game in person uh, with the ACC Network Extra. I call some games during the season, but I'm in Texas, Ooh. so I am remote. Um, but that game is the one that I will make um, in person and try to be down there for the alumni weekend so I can meet you in person, hopefully. <laughs> awesome. Definitely will. Let yes. me know when you're coming. All right. will, do, will do. And make sure listeners that you guys go support the women's basketball program this season starts uh, November 3rd exhibition game um, at home. Their first official game November 7th against George Washington, 5 p.m. So make sure you guys go support and, and be loud. <laughs> Wake up every morning with drive. Been on the grind. No, I had to survive.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.